Uh, welcome back to the Energy Fitness Podcast. Today we have the pleasure of having Jonathan Quest Brown on the show today. Really excited to have John on here. We've known John for a little while, but never had the chance to actually sit down and talk with him. So we're really excited to pick his brain a little bit. Um, just a, a short introduction to John. He's going to talk a lot more about himself later on in his story. But Jonathan is a facilitator of healing through arts and wellness. He is an integrative coach, a yoga teacher, Reiki healer. He does ceremonies um, for healing. He does some men's groups. He also does some shamanism and some indigenous medicine. There's a lot of really enlightening stuff in this yeah. podcast today. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Super excited to be here with you both. Thank you again. Just uh, it's an honor to really be here. And uh, just grateful. Excited to talk and just, you know. <laughs> Thank you for that. Just uh Somebody's hit me up like, hey, you want to pick my brain? It's like really, really cool. So thanks again. Yeah, well, you got a lot of good stuff going on. <laughs> yes, yeah, you got a lot of really cool stuff. And that's why we were so excited to have you on the podcast because it's like, it's so different. It's so different. And that's why I was like, I really want to pick his brain. I want to see what he's thinking. I want to hear his story. Like, um, obviously to what you want to share yeah. in the next hour. Um, it's all open. Yeah, I want to know. Open mic. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. So I know for me, like as a man entering like the spiritual realm, I feel like there's always a pretty dramatic path that leads you that way for most men. So I'm curious what led you down this path to enlightenment. You know, um, I've always been like a spiritual person growing up, not really knowing what it meant, you know, just very curious about different religions growing up. Um, and I always felt like they were all saying the same thing, you know, just in a different yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, feel 100%. That. yeah 100%. Um, So beyond that, I went through like very several big situations that kind of like propelled my spiritual journey. Um, I went to Catholic school up until middle of ninth grade, and then I went to public. Um, so, you know, I had that in me. My mom was very religious mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, around my 30th birthday, I had a very, uh, I went through my divorce and that was like a huge yeah. Yeah, situation, sure. right? Yeah, a lot of emotions. Right. Yeah. Ended up getting back into the church. You know, I never really went to church, but mm -hmm. I got baptized on my 30th birthday for the first time in my life. Okay. So that was like my first, like a deep dive into, you know, reading the Bible, yeah. finding yeah. out what love meant for myself, how to love others. Um, it's a really, really powerful situation to go through. Um, I cried during my baptism. Um, you know, so after that, the next big thing that happened was my mom passing away, you know, mm. rest in peace to my mother. Um, yeah, so she had passed away unexpectedly. She had a heart attack just in 2018. October 11, 2018, and she was super healthy, but just like had a heart attack out the blue, you know? Mm -hmm. So the next day is when the spiritual awakening was like full blast, full blast. Yeah. Um, and from then, it's been like a, a roller coaster. But before then, I never did yoga, never did meditation, I never heard of Reiki before. <laughs> you know, never tried mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> like it all came right after that situation. So do you, your mom's one of your guides then for sure, right? You yeah, I, I would consider her uh, more of like my guardian angel, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, yeah I would consider her like a guardian angel, obviously, you know, ancestor. Um, she did play a role in a guide, but like the more I've learned about the terminology and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, she's more like the guardian angel yeah. ancestor to me, you know. That's awesome. And so she was she the one that really wanted you in the church as you were growing up too? Like, so the, the crazy thing is, like, my mom, she we didn't have time to go to church, actually. <laughs> she just wanted me to go to a good school. Yeah. Yeah. So she sent me to, uh, you know, Catholic yeah. school, private school. Uh -huh. uh, she read the Bible, but my mom worked two to three jobs. So we never really went to church because that was like our day for her to rest and clean the house. Yeah. Um, but my mom just wanted me to go to a good school. So in school you school. learned a little about religion, but right. not like a, not a deep dive into Right, it. yeah, it was just like I'm here, I'm learning, you know, but it wasn't like a deep dive until I got older yeah. um, and went through the 
the, the church and got baptized, baptized as a Christian. Yeah. So. Super cool. That's super cool. I like that a lot because it is, it's so true. When you um, grow, I grew up in religion as well. And uh, my mom was like my Bible school teacher here and there. And, but my mom was always very open, right? She mm. was very spiritual. And she was always took from different books and different things, even though we were Christian and, you know, Methodist. Um, But she always stayed super open-minded. And I think that's what guided me. Like, once you start having that spirituality, you're way more open-minded because you're like, holy shit, this is just like these stories. Like, when you dive into spirituality, I feel like they give you the puzzle pieces for the Bible. Right. And you're like, holy shit. No, that makes sense. That that is real things. That's not just like some of it's metaphoric, but a lot of it is reality. And once you get those puzzle pieces, and like you're like, oh, yeah, they just don't okay. teach it that way. Yeah, like they, yeah. religion has become so organized. I that know, right? Nobody can. It's really hard for people to dive into it. Like, yeah, you look back mm-hmm. at true Christianity and the Bible. You know, you have praying beads. You right. Know, you have it, it's really spiritual. It really is. You have your frankincense and your myrrh. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Your mushrooms and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you have the, that bread that was uh, also psychedelic. The, 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 There's so many yeah, things. Wine. I, mean, I think the like, bread was the, the, the Eucharist. The, the mana or the, the, the yeah. Well, it no. comes from insects. Right? right. Is that the one you're talking about? It's like a honey. Okay. Right? Yeah, okay. I don't the know The biscuit that one. wafer. The, yeah, the Eucharist. Yeah. 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 yeah the Eucharist, and you take that in the wine. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. People were having. Not only were they, you know, meditating and alming, right. amen, you know, all these things, they were also psychedelically getting to a spiritual place. Yeah, and now church is not like that. <laughs> but when you think about it, you're like, amen, like, um, right. no, like no. we were doing <laughs> it. It was all, it was all there. there. It was all there. Yeah, so when you said all religions, they kind of tell the same type uh-huh. of stories. And like you feel that way, that's how. I wasn't raised in the church at all. Mm. Absolutely not. Um, and not that my parents didn't want us to, but like you said, just so busy. And nothing led us that path. So as an adult, when I started running into to adult issues, I also went to the church to look for healing and, okay. and community. And I, I kind of went the same route. So oh, That's pretty neat. Yeah, 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 yeah. it definitely is. So, so I want to ask you, too. So you run a men's healing circle uh, out of Pranaveda in Dormont. And I've heard a lot of really great things about it. You have one this weekend, right? Yes, we do. Yes. Um, so it's on Sunday. Sunday, this Sunday at Pranaveda Studio. T- tell us about that. Tell us like what it's about, why you started it. Like, yeah. Let's, let's yeah. So um, it's surrender. Um, that term just came to me one day. You know, it's just like a message from spirit. <laughs> it was yes. like, this is what it needs to be, and this is what you need to do. Um, and honestly, I will be honest. I was I was avoiding being like the men's circle person. I don't know why, but I just was fighting against it mm-hmm. you know <laughs> someone yeah. to be open to everybody um and i still am open to everybody but i, but I definitely see the importance of helping other men right and providing yeah. that space yeah. for us because uh, i didn't have it before you know my dad wasn't around at all so i didn't have that father figure growing up it was my mom who was my father uh to be 100 percent uh, honest you know my dad is here but he was going through his stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's no hate against him. He just, just wasn't present. Yeah, he just wasn't yeah. present. Yeah. He had his own issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was time to do my part um, as far as building a, a container for other men to just come together and work on ourselves. Um, so that's what I, I wanted to do. And, you know, thankfully I had this space at Prana Beta to bring my idea to life. Mm-hmm. And it's really just about coming together as strangers, but leaving as brothers, as family. Um, so each event is themed. Uh, so the first one that we did was around gratitude. The second one was around spending time with our inner child. And this Sunday will be about forgiveness. So within this two, two hours, two and a half hours, you know, we're getting together a lot of strangers. I might know one or two people within my network that want to come, but everyone else is coming based off the ad or just, yeah. you know, what they've seen um, as far as like maybe in a newsletter or just somebody told them about it, but they're, they're showing up because they need this too, you know? Yeah. So it's really neat. We'll start off with normally a guided meditation, well, some centering and then go into the guided meditation. I will do like a very basic yoga vinyasa flow. Um, 
because a lot of men aren't used to yoga, so I don't want to put too much on them, but we'll spend like 20 minutes. It's some very basic uh, moves. And then we'll go from that into either conversation or some journaling around like some, some writing prompts oh, nice. um, around the theme. And then from there, it's either going to be, uh, you know, maybe it's some breath work or we might go into a shamanic journey, um, a fire ceremony. You know, there's always something else at the end. So it's never the same. But we kind of like start off the same, but the final piece is always different. Um, so I'm hoping to bring in maybe like a sound bath in yeah. the future, some yeah. other things too. Um, so yeah, just about using the tools, um, you know, these, this medicine, right? So yoga's medicine, meditation's medicine, just like really utilizing these tools to kind of open us up and dive deep. And it's really, really powerful stuff. I can remember the first time <laughs> that I held this men's circle and never done this before. <laughs> and I just kind of like put something together. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 this. It feels good. But I can remember going through the guided meditation early on through gratitude, with gratitude. And this guy in the left corner of the room, I could tell he was having a moment of breaking down yeah. in tears. And it touched me so much. I was like, wow, this is like really happening right now. And it was from that point, it was just like a chain reaction, slowly but surely just gradually building up yeah. to the, the final release. And we went into the breathwork session that I was leading them through. And it was like a domino effect. Mm -hmm. One by one, somebody started laughing, someone's <laughs> screaming, someone else is crying, like, someone okay. else is pounding the floor, and I'm just like looking at this like, wow, this is crazy right now. And uh, you know, it was just like an honor and just really, really like grateful that these, these men trusted me, yeah. right? And I'm learning from them just as much as they're learning from me. And uh, we just hugged, loved each other, and uh, yeah, just kind of go from there. So it's going to be every month. That's every super month. Cool. That's, that's powerful as fuck to you. Give me it's the, the chills. It's super powerful. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, to be the observer of that going on and knowing that, like you said, like they're trusting you to guide them yeah. through it. And they trust you so much that they got in touch with themselves to a point where they hadn't been there maybe ever. And, but yeah. they trusted your guidance to yeah, lead them. Yeah, it's yeah, really wild. That's wild. <laughs> Kate and I talk about this all the time because I know as a man, it's a lot harder to trust people right. and to open yourself up like that and surrender is a great name because yeah. that's what you got to do right that's if what you, you have to do yeah, yeah. you have to <laughs> surrender otherwise you're just not going to get anywhere and for a man the modern world is changing a little bit but most of us that were raised with older school mentalities right i like, was yeah, <laughs> yeah like you were you didn't show those type of emotions like you kept the inner child kind of a key a little bit like under lock and key you didn't cry you didn't like you didn't let these things out so there's a lot of trapped emotions mm -hmm. i think it's really powerful you provide that space for men to let that out and to finally feel their energy flow. It's, that's powerful. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, I'm just, honestly, I'm just a vessel, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Spirits like this, you know, I know my purpose here and I'm just doing what I have to do while I'm here, you know? So when you lead the class, like you're kind of going off of them, right? Like you said you kind of have a procedure to it, but are you constantly adjusting for how you feel the people in the room are doing? Uh, you know, so for the first two, there was some adjustment, yeah. um, mainly around the conversation mm -hmm. and the journaling prompts because yeah, okay, yeah. they can be, like some of the questions that I'm asking them to kind of really kind of dive into are very deep, yeah. you know? Um, and the first time that we had surrender, no one wanted to speak at mm -hmm. all during the conversation. Yeah. Piece. So you, you gotta have to adjust. Like I'll go ahead and share, yeah. right? But a lot of the men will want to be quiet. Yeah, they're like, I showed up. That's as far right. as I'm. Yeah. This is all I'm gonna go, yeah. right? You know, <laughs> which I can respect, because yeah. uh -huh. um, you're in a room with like 15 other men that you don't know. Yeah. Um, the second one around our inner child, though, we actually dove into a very, very deep conversation. Yeah. There's a lot of men talking about, you know, their issues and traumas from their childhood. Yeah. Um, and I realized that I needed to start the conversation during this one. And um, 
and I actually went back to some sexual trauma that I experienced as a child and shared that with the men that, you know, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when I did that, you could see the wall start to drop. Yeah, because that's yeah, a deep that's one. That's really right. deep. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> very vulnerable. So they're like, holy shit, he just shared right. that. Yeah, so it was exactly that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once I did that, others started to speak about either similar situations or something else. or like It was really, really powerful, but I realized, like, okay, I have to lean in and share something really vulnerable with these men to get them to dive deeper. So I wasn't expecting to share that though, you know, Mm -hmm. but I felt like in that moment, okay, I have to adjust and go somewhere that I really don't share a lot with people, you know? Yeah, kind of push the limit, push the envelope so that other people can do the same thing. I agree with that. Like, if you're sitting in a room with a bunch of other men, like, at a certain point, you're like, there's a certain hierarchy that a man feels like he needs to abide by, and so if, like, you don't want to make yourself look weak or vulnerable right. in, in front of other men, that's just, and that's a thing you have to surrender and kind of overcome, but so when someone else does that first, it lets down that guard, like you said, that wall collapses, and now you're able to go, okay, the wall's been brought down, now I can release my armor, yeah. and I can reveal my true self. And it's well. really, really beautiful. Like, uh, Trenton and I, we do talk a lot, because having, being in the a tiptoe in the spiritual community, right? Like, there's a lot of women in yeah. the spiritual community, right? <laughs> yeah, like, sure, sure. I mean, I would even say, like, 98% right. are women. <laughs> um, and he noticed that right away. I didn't, because I'm, I'm a woman. So I'm like, oh, just come with me. Like, I don't even think mm. about it. And he's like, man, I just feel like there's no dudes involved. Yeah. Like, I feel like I want to get more <laughs> dudes involved. And, um, you know, and it was, wasn't until he said it and brought it to light. And he, like, you know, him opening up and talking to me about different conditioning on men. And, like, you know, just cycling through this and us doing different spiritual work and these things coming out. And you're like, then it brought to my eye, like, holy shit. Like, men really are kind of pushed down and, like, meant to stay in that bubble of protection and providing and, like, yeah. going into this the track mind. <laughs> yeah, it like, really is. You're kind of bullied into it, to be honest. Yeah, you by know? society. By society. And just, like, people. And yeah, like, oh, okay, and then the sure. second you take another route, maybe another male that's from another generation kind of even bullies you because yeah, you took sure. another route. Uh, I've been through that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a perfect thing to lead into to your story that really got you there because we were talking before we started recording about mm-hmm. the steps that you have to take as a man and the things you have to come to your truth with about providing and protecting for your family. There's not, not that you can't dive right in because you obviously can and a lot of people have, but to a certain extent you almost have to... Uh, you have to really trust yourself and support yourself in the process. So I want to hear... More about your story and what led you to to really want to do what you do now in the spiritual world and be the light that you've become. Ah, man. Um, <laughs> again, it was just like, you know, I, I just have to go back to, the, like, the death of my mother. She, I can remember during meditation, she came to me and she told me my purpose here on earth and... During that time, I was so, so depressed. Mm-hmm. I felt like I lost everything, even though, you know, I, I, I still have my children, which they are my everything, yeah. but like my mom was my best friend and I just felt like my whole world was ripped apart. And that's what really motivated me to like dive into the spirituality because I was able to communicate with my mother yeah. through meditation mm-hmm. and that started to help healed the depression that I was going through. You know, I was in a really, really deep, dark place. Um, so, like, once I realized, like, wow, I can use this tool to actually communicate with my mom, even though she transitioned over, she's still around. That started to make me happy again. So that allowed me to go a lot further in knowing what my purpose is here. Mm-hmm. What um, did she say your purpose was? Uh, my, so <laughs> she actually said my purpose is to help ignite the light in others you know yeah not those exact words but like she was saying like you're you're here to walk that path and help people find that light within them you know and i can remember too another vision 
that she gave me during meditation was uh, <laughs> there were, my hands had like this gold light in them and it was like beaming out oh. and I had no idea like what this meant but it's so funny because like two days after that a friend of mine that uh, her name is Amber she had randomly sent me on Facebook Messenger a Reiki level one class. <laughs> it's like, hey, you might be interested in this. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I was like, okay, well, maybe this is it. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and that's it. And that's the, the healing hands. Right. That's, the that's healing powerful hands. Right there. Yeah, yes, so, no coincidences. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that started, and I, I went through my training of level one, two, three with my teacher who was a shaman. And um, I was just catching on like really, really fast. Mm-hmm. It felt like super, super natural for me to do what I was like was doing. It's like I was You're born for this, it. you know. Yeah. That's right. um, and like my teacher even said that too. So he was taking the time to just like spend some one-on-one time with me and show me additional things outside of the class. And it was just like a rabbit hole. And during that time, um, and I was just like experimenting with stuff I really had no idea about, <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> you know? Um, it's just like finding books, you know how it is, you get like super excited, yeah. start yeah. reading stuff, and you're like, eh, I don't know if I should be reading this, this isn't for me, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, find something else. Um, it was just like, just like a rabbit hole that I was just kind of going into, and from there, like I said, it was a combination of things, and actually, um, another thing that kind of helped propel, and I know we'll talk about it later, but three days after my mom had passed away, I needed to, I needed to leave. So I went to Amsterdam by myself for like eight days, eight, nine days, and that was the first time that I tried psychedelics out there. Not really knowing what yeah, I was in getting into. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not knowing what I was getting into. Um, so, you know, it was just like a combination of all of that. It was just like, wow, okay. I lost my mother. I'm going to go exploring mm-hmm. this yeah. door that I opened up. And no, I don't know where I'm going. And sometimes I don't trust it, <laughs> you know, but I'm just going to go because I know yeah. my mom is there. Mm. She's there yeah. That's really powerful to Super know that you powerful. have that. Yeah, in the, the guidance realm. of your mother. Yeah, yeah, like to lead you along. Because yeah. she's always there. She's always watching. She knows. They know way more than me now. I know, right? Like, by far. <laughs> so, like, if she's showing you something or guiding you somewhere, even if you and your body and your mind is like, I don't know about that. I just don't know. Yeah. And she's like, nah. That's she's right. Like, Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. She, um, I remember one time that uh, I know we were talking about this, but she told me to walk away from my job yeah. that I had. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, my career that she was just like you know you need to step away from this and spend time alone in solitude and just you know do you so within like it was like four months actually longer than four months where I was just meditating doing yoga you know Reiki traveling and just like spending time within me and just trying to figure out like what is happening right now in my life where is this taking me you know, yeah. so mm-hmm. finding out who you are. Yeah. yeah, it's a very scary thing to walk away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very, very scary thing. You know, it gave me chills, man. I, I had a similar thing just recently with Jamie in the spiritual awakening class. For wow, you. really? Uh, I'll try to tell a story if I can without crying because it was it was really eye opening for me. My best friend passed a couple years ago, I'm and my grandma it. before that, um, just before that. And I was at the end where I knew I had to get out of the industry I was in because it was really sucking my soul. It was it was hurting me and our family really bad. It was it was a just a time away. It was really difficult raising a family, and it provided the food, it provided the roof, it provided right. everything that we needed for a family. And we had just opened the studio, and we were trying to figure out how we were going to do this with me working the way I was, and Kate trying to run the studio, which was also a big dream of mine as well, yeah. but I felt like I had to stay working because it was providing. So I was afraid of losing that security. Of I, I didn't trust myself enough to put my security mm-hmm. in myself and not put it in someone else that was employing me, right? Wow. It's tough. So 
Jamie walked us through this third eye meditation. This is the first week of this first, spiritual So this was like three weeks ago. No, you said the first ago. week? Wow. Yeah, man. This is recent, dude. This is recent. And so she walks us through, you know, walks us through this ravine, river, whatever, and go through this door. And uh, she's like, you know, go wherever your heart takes you. And I'm like, okay. Uh, or where your third eye takes you. And I said, okay, third eye, just take me where I need to go. I don't know what I need right now, so whatever. Just take and me, uh, yeah. boom, right to my best friend's front door steps is, is children. He comes out, we wrestle, fuck around like we did as kids. And then I'm like, I got to show you something. So boom, take him. Sorry, give me. Uh, took him to my grandma's house who passed away, her front steps. You know, we talk and mess around for a little bit. And I'm like, hey, I got to take you somewhere. And I'm observing this. I'm right. not... Like I'm hearing, I'm, I'm there, but I'm more or less watching through yeah. my own eyes. This is happening to me. Um, and so then next thing I know, I'm like, I gotta show you something. None of them had met our youngest daughter yet. So, and they hadn't seen the studio um, or, or our book come to fruition either. So, which I didn't show them that in the meditation. So it must not matter that much to me. But so in the meditation, boom, we teleport here right over here in the studio. Wow, really? Yeah, and, and my grandma, she's messing with our baby, and she's, like, mm. cooing at her and messing with her and stuff, and I'm holding her, and Kate and all the other kids are here, and my buddy's here, and <laughs> this is the hard part. <laughs> so I'm still, like, because really when I went into this meditation in this course, I thought, I need to trust myself. Mm -hmm. I need to feel safe in my own. That was your whole intention. The whole intention. Yeah. And my third eye knew what I needed, and, and right my away. guides and angels. And so... Uh, we're in the studio and she's messing with the baby, my grandma is. And, uh, and she like stops and she had this Chicago accent. That's what she <laughs> and she's like, she like looks around the studio and she like kind of bobs her head like, yeah. And she's like, so why the fuck haven't you quit? Wow. And I'm like, damn. But before I can rebuttal and say anything, my best friend slugs me in the shoulder hard and says, cause he's a scaredy cat. Wow. And that like, I just started bawling like, like a fucking baby. And then Jamie, like right then and there, before I can even be like, ah, whatever, and right. mess with my friend back, boom, it's done. Back to reality. She guides us back through the ravine, and I'm like bawling. That's and afterwards, crazy. I told Kate, I'm like, so, so I need to quit, apparently. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. I, I feel like that's a pretty good indicator. And then the next day, I quit. And next we were, day. We were messy. Yeah, next day, I quit, dropped my truck off, said we're done. The, the truck that was a right. company truck, drop it off, and we're talking to a couple members. Um, they work in the oil and gas as well. And as I'm talking, I realized it had been exactly 12 years to the day that I worked in that industry. The day I quit was exactly 12 years after the day I started. Wow. The scariest thing I ever did in my life. That's crazy. To hang up the hard hat and to put the security in myself. So that was a long story, but I nah, totally man, understand. Nah, that's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, how did you feel about him coming back with that message. <laughs> um, when he came back, so like I was really like for like a year, cause we had a lot of turnarounds with his job in that year. Like they got bought out, pay was cut 50%. Like there was a lot of bullshit that happened. So I was like, kind of like letting him do his thing. I obviously wanted him to quit, but I knew like he kept coming back. Like I need to obviously provide, right? right? Like, yeah. um, especially opening the studio. We had a lot of shit, like, um, but, I wanted him, I kept saying to, I kept getting these um, messages in meditation. And I didn't know who they were from, really. Like, I thought maybe some were from his grandmother. But sometimes you can't always identify. That's true. You know, like, or you think you can. You feel it's feminine. You feel it's older. You feel maybe the relationship. But I was always hearing, like, you need to tell him to quit. You need to tell him to quit. You so you've been hearing this. Yes. Wow, and I crazy. kept saying back, I'm like, I can't tell him to quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, like, I'd be in our room meditating, and I'd be like, you, you need to go tell him. <laughs> like, right? Like, I can't tell him to quit. Um, and so, I, and especially last month before he did, and we were opening a studio, and I just kept hearing it. And I was like, I, I can't. I can't be the one. Right. And so, like, um, when he told me that meditation, he first saw Trent. I share everything. I'm one of those oversharers in the class that is like tells <laughs> their whole entire experience on their spiritual journey or whatever. And uh, Trenton was kind of quiet. It's first class, right? Like, so he didn't say anything. And I shared my journey and I just had a beautiful white bunny come to me and I thought that was huge. And then he tells me that and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And so after class, he tells me that and I'm like, what more do you need? Like, right. what more do you need? And I told him, 
hey, I've been hearing. Okay, you, you finally told him that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've been hearing. You need to quit. And he's like, what? He's like, why don't you do I can't be the one that does right. it for you. You need to be the one to close the yeah. door. And like, it's true because I couldn't, if yeah. you had told me that, I couldn't have, I still wouldn't have, wouldn't have been enough security for me. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I know I need to. I know that. But it's not enough for you to tell me I need to. The, the vision I got was, was plenty. Enough. And I like, I so trusted it because for one, as, uh, for his best friend to come through and his grandmother, mm. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no, you know what I mean? You can't, like your mom coming through. Yeah. Like, you can't deny those right. presences. And when you know that feeling, like yeah. you know how your mom feels. Right, right. yeah, you, you know it, that loving feeling, right? You can't deny it. Yeah. You can't deny that. I'm getting chills right now, but you're yeah. talking about this stuff, like, because <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you mean, you know? Yeah, so I, I love that. And I love that that was a big reason that you, that you continued journeying, because I know how it feels to want to connect with somebody who's gone. And so, especially someone that you're as close with as your mother, like, that's, you need their guidance. Yeah, you for sure. You can't feel it, but you can when you enter the spiritual realm. That's powerful as hell to be able to, not conjure, but to be able to bring in her spirit and yeah. feel her and to, to understand. Yeah. That's really powerful. It really is. Um, it was crazy, too. Like, I'm about to go on a little bit of a tangent. I hope y'all don't mind. But we had a lot of deaths. Like, I went through a lot of deaths during that time. Uh, my mom had a twin sister that passed away six months before her. The exact same way. Heart attack just randomly. Oh, wow. Um, then my mom passed away. Then the next year, um, my grandfather ended up, well, sorry, no, not my grandfather, another one of my aunts ended up passing away. And then later on, my grandfather ended up passing away. So we were just losing like a lot yeah. of that generation above me. Um, so right now, like on my mom's side, I really only have like one aunt that I don't even, you know, communicate with Damn. really because she lives in another state. Um, but yeah, it's, it was a lot of deaths. And just even like with my friends, I lost my best friend recently, uh, my man Mike James. Um, so it was just like a lot. And with all of that happening, you know, um, I didn't have interactions with everybody that passed away. But, like, the, the pivotal people in my life, I definitely was, like, having a lot of interactions with along my spiritual journey. Uh, my mom, my grandfather, mm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, my best friend Mike. Just, a, like, a lot of that was happening. And just, like, it's, it actually helps. It helped me look at death differently. Yeah. And realize, like, it was just, well, okay, we're just physically here, but you're still alive after you transition them. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, absolutely. 100%. It's almost, uh, in a way, oddly more comforting because now they're with <laughs> yes. you all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, I know, right? Like, as odd as that is to say and feel, but once you accept that, like, yeah. I had a, like, when I was younger, I had a really hard time dealing with that. Like, I would, like, not want to be around a funeral, I would not want to deal with it. Like, I would, like, have it happen and I immediately, like, shove it down, push it away. Well, now, I have to deal with these, mm-hmm. right? Like, because I'm opening up and I'm learning to deal with them. Um, but now opening up, I realize how special kind of is it? Like I can have my grandfather with me all the time. Right. I can have my grandmother come down to me like she did yesterday and just shed her love on me and mm-hmm. like feel it and embody that and like feel her angelic presence in my life. like. How beautiful. I could be driving and talking to my grandma. Right. Like, as crazy I, know, I love that. that. I actually really love that. Yeah. Like, it's like having this, I joke around, but it's like having a spiritual cell phone. Yeah, like, just pull out, yeah, yeah. go through the contact list, like, all right. <laughs> hey, what's up, mom? I like that. I like that. spiritual cell phone. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I think, for, like, for anyone listening that doesn't, they haven't really jumped into the spiritual world yet. Um, there's a lot of steps to it, and everyone's path is different for sure. But for sure. I think it's really important that you, you give it a chance because there's there's things that you can achieve and, and feel and see that will change your life in the most powerful and positive ways. That it's yeah. it's worth getting past your ego Demons. and the ideas, yeah. and then ex- just accepting the fact that there's 99% more to this life than what we know. We live in so such, much. Like we, we live in you know, like less than 1% of us is actually matter. And that's all that we really see. The rest is energy mm-hmm. and the rest is all there, but we're so closed off. I think it's really important for people 
to, that are listening to understand that um, it's not woo woo, it's not bullshit. I know, but it does seem <laughs> so woo woo because sometimes like it gets trendy. Yeah, right? for sure. Like vibe, like vibe. It like, like <laughs> you know, like what do you think vibe is? Vibe is energy. Vibe is someone's aura. Vibe yeah. is someone's presence. Literally their light. Yeah, energies. like they're vibrating yeah. at a frequency. That is what vibe is. Like, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, and it's funny when it can get so trendy and woo woo, manifesting, vision boards, all these things. But you're manifesting at every moment of your life. Yeah, no, that's right? true. You that's know, true. like every thought you ever have, like manifesting, positive manifesting. or negative, right? Right. <laughs> it's out there. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. out there in ether. It's out there. You know, with your guides, it's all out there. Yeah. Um, it's really yeah. crazy stuff. So honestly, like sometimes it's like, man, it's just, it feels like a, like a video game or like a movie. Yeah. I'm just like that shit is crazy. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is really crazy because it's like sometimes you know, just like these things happen, you know, and then like the next step of that moment plays out, and you're just like, wow, okay, this yeah. it just continues to go. And it's like doors just start opening. Opening, up, yeah, yeah, just like leading yeah. through. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> this is easier than I thought because sometimes, like, I don't know, I'm sure you felt this way in your life where you tried pushing yourself through doors, and you're like, holy yeah. shit, this is so difficult. Yeah, you like, can't do that. You can't do that. You literally <laughs> get cut that. off. Right. They literally block you and redirect yeah. you, and you're like, but then you start thinking, why is my life so hard? Why is this so damn difficult? Like, because well, it's not that's not where you're meant to be right um, yeah. but yeah that's a good combo <laughs> yeah i like that for sure uh-huh. that that can like uh, that can lead us right into so uh in my past i have tried most drugs almost all of them mm. except for because even the circles i ran in and there were some really dark circles um lsd and shrooms okay and you know a couple other were like they were scary drugs even yeah, people, for sure. yeah, people were like nah man more, you for know, sure yeah don't mess with that it'll it'll do this and yeah, i heard the same the, thing the more we've learned like the more i realized like psilocybin and and drugs like this that influence the pineal gland and and open us up are really important and that's probably why they have that uh like that energy around them people are afraid of them and i learned about the stoned apes theory recently you've probably heard of it like uh humans you know, a million years ago, 400,000 years ago, roughly, uh, following herds in Africa, started eating the psilocybin mushrooms, and all of a sudden our consciousness mm-hmm. slipped into a different reality, and we became a human right. where we have this conscious ability to you know, understand things on a different level. So um, I really want to talk to you about this because you know uh, fuck ton more than we do. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm learning every day, you know, I'm, I'm smart enough to know I know nothing. Straight up. Um, yeah, I mean, we could dive, we could dive right into it. Um, I guess my question would be like, have you ever tried? No. Mushrooms? No? Okay, no. cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I didn't know anything about it except for I wasn't supposed to do that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just yeah. to be honest, like, the way I was raised, especially being a black man in a black family, they were telling me that's shit that white people do. <laughs> I'm just, just going to be real. Like, that's what they told me. Some white yeah, 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 you know, so you don't do that. Um, but when I went to Amsterdam, you could just, like, walk into the store and get it. And um, mushrooms are actually illegal in Amsterdam. So they have magic truffles, which are, like, considered the cousins of magic mushrooms. Okay. Um, so I went in tried them it was like the fifth day and i did it wrong the first time um it actually made me throw up wow. yeah so i went back to the store the next day but i was very terrified yeah. you know like i bought them <laughs> and i sat them in my locker and i would like open up the locker look at them like no i'm not ready to <laughs> close it you know, i did that for like three days um so i ended up doing it the correct way i went back to the store told the guy what happened and he was like hey don't eat fast mm-hmm. take them again so when i did it it was in a recreational situation because I didn't know anything about, you know, ceremony, spirituality, uh-huh. or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I did it. I was at the bar. There was music, and it was a very, very uh, intense situation. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like sitting there, and in this bar, like uh, below the hostel that I was staying in, 
And like all of a sudden, I'm like, man, is this stuff working? You know, and then all of a sudden, I see like the room starting to melt. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> so I just like ran back up to my room and just sat in my bed in the dark in like a corner, and a whole bunch of other stuff happened. But like, long story short, I came back home and started to experiment mm-hmm. with uh, LSD and uh, magic mushrooms. But in using it in a ceremonial way. No, not not even. It oh, was no. a, yeah, it was a recreational. Yeah. Uh, it was all recreational for me. You know, I would find some Jimi Hendrix, yeah. like some old psychedelic rock music, yeah. and just like listen to it and just, you know, take the mushroom or the LSD and just kinda like go. Um I did eventually start to look into meditation mm-hmm. on these these drugs. And um that was when I started to like open up doors that I wasn't supposed to go down. <laughs> and yeah. I, you just mention, uh-huh. you know, because I, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just experimenting. Mm-hmm. Um, even doing shamanic journeys on this stuff. And That's I know, right? Yeah, it really, yeah, yeah, say. <laughs> it really was. Um, and again, opening up doors that I didn't need to open up. So the spiritual ceremonial side started like later on and I guess what I can say you know we'll we'll talk about mushrooms because that's what I had the relationship Mm -hmm. with so there's a a lot of different types of mushrooms out there but the ones that I'm very very uh close with and built a relationship would be you know psilocybin the mushrooms Mm -hmm. uh you know Mm -hmm. sacred mushrooms magic mushrooms whatever you want to call it but to me it's uh it's it's a very it evolved from recreational to a very sacred thing for me, uh, building that relationship with the mushroom. There's actually a, a spirit within the mushroom that you are connecting with. So psilocybin is actually the, the compound within the magic mushroom. And when you ingest that mushroom into your body, psilocybin then breaks down to psilocin. Okay. Um, this is the, 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 the drug that's inside the mushroom. And psilocin, once it starts to break down in your body, it starts to interact with the, uh, a specific serotonin receptor called the 5-HT2A. Um, so this serotonin receptor, it involves like your your moods you know your imagination Mm -hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. right so once those two connect and it activates that and starts to work with it those sense those senses are starting to get heightened a lot Ah. you know because it's starting to interact with that serotonin receptor so psilocin actually is uh dmt so it has, it has that, that molecule of DMT. I'm not sure if you might have heard of DMT before, mm-hmm. but yeah. the difference is, you know, it has the, the molecule of DMT, but there's like an additional piece to it. So they're very similar, but there's this is, scientifically, yeah. if you look at it, there's like this one extra block that makes it different, but it's yeah. actually the same molecule. So it fits different. in the same receptor. Right. But okay. yeah. Yeah. Same. So, you know, um, DMT, that's naturally in us we can produce that through breath work you know they say when we die we naturally produce dmt and stuff like that on your own supply right Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know which i've done during uh kundalini yoga eventually like oh yeah twice (laughs) (laughs) like kicked off in my brain i was like wow this is crazy (laughs) so um that's like the first piece of psilocybin going into psilocin and starting to interact with the serotonin receptor Uh, that we have in our brain. So the second part of how it works within our brain is that it starts to temporarily block the DMN, which is our default mode network. It's like the the informational highway that we have in our brain that we use every single day, okay? Okay. Every single day, right? Think about the past, future, this is what the, the part of our brain, we're just driving it. Like we're going to work, you know, we know this route, so it temporarily blocks that off. So it will, within this four to six hours that you're in this, this, this hit space, since that road is blocked off, you now have to go onto like the side roads, the off roads, 
And in order to do that, the brain is starting to create different connectors. New neural pathways. Yeah, neural pathways in your brain to get information and parts of your brain that you've never used before, right? Talk about rewiring. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's rewiring. It's, It's really, that's what's happening in your brain. You're rewiring. So since those start to open up, you're now... You know the veil is lifted, and your yeah. your senses are heightened, right? Your more senses are starting to pop up. Um, so, the cool thing about it, though, is the experience does last four to six hours, right? And we'll we'll kind of go into like the details of that, but like these changes that are happening into your brain are permanent, even after you're out of the journey yeah. or trip. That's like, what was it, Paul Stamets that talks about how he had a big stuttering problem? Right. And he went on a psilocybin trip and wound up climbing a tree in a lightning storm. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. On that documentary exactly. on Netflix. Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. Wild fungi. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes total sense. So when you do a ceremony, do you go into it with intentions? To yeah. So um, at this point right now in my life, at this point in time in my life, my relationship is so deep with the mushroom that, you know, I communicate with the mushroom to see what I need. Mm-hmm. Nice. There's been times where I was like, oh, ceremony, 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 and then the mushroom's like, okay, you've done so many ceremonies, you need to just have some fun and go back to where you started, right? And have a recreational session. Right, yeah, not be so strict, right? But my ceremony, uh, ceremony's different for everybody, but the way I approach it for myself, um, I normally take a shower, you know, I'm gonna clean my body, like a spiritual bath, make sure that the house is nice and clean, your environment is clean, because it's really all about set and setting, um, but also like the preparation too. So um, the shower, the cleaning the house, you know, you want to do your saging and stuff like that. That I would consider the preparation, even leading up to it. Um, if my journey or ceremony is on Saturday, like that Monday or maybe the the previous Monday, I'm going to be really focusing on preparing myself, my body, by eating clean, you know, because um, sometimes I, you know, I like eating a steak or like kids will have pizza, I'm going to have a couple slices of pizza, oh, yeah. but yeah. there's been times during the week where, you know, I stopped eating meat yeah. and just only ate greens and fruits, you know, drinking water to prepare my body for the ceremony that I'm going to have coming up, um, meditation, yoga, you want to start to like really prepare for your journey because when you start preparing, that's really when the ceremony is starting, right? (laughs) Um, So that's the preparation leading up to it. A lot of people have different Mm -hmm. things that they do to prepare, but mine normally consists of eating clean, you know, meditation, yoga, just like really, really focusing on my intention of what I want to get out of my ceremony, my journey that is coming up. So the day of I will meditate with the mushroom, actually talk to the mushroom, you know, mention my intention. Yeah. Um, you kind of want to go into it. It's good to set an intention, yeah. but you also want to have no expectations because you want to get what you need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so a little direction, but kind of right. free right. about it. Yeah. Throw, throw the intention out there, but you're going to get exactly what you need every single time. Um, so... I'll have some crystals, you know, some frankincense, some other things just kind of like help manage the energy in the room, you know? Um, and then that's really just like a small piece, that, that journey, because what's really, really important is the integration. Like how are you going integrate, to integrate what you just experienced? Okay, and, yeah. You yeah. know? True. You have to embody it, mm-hmm. right? Because you can go on a lot of mushroom trips or journeys and not integrate, you're not really getting anything out of yeah. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's the point at that right. point? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the point. You know, a lot of people do that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and if that's what they want to do, perfectly fine. But, like, if you really want to maximize the benefits out of engaging with these entheogens, you know, if it's DMT or magic mushrooms, LSD, you really want to focus on the prep, preparation, set and setting, how you're going to go in, the intention, and then the integration. And the really cool thing too, 
entheogens, right? Uh, entheogens is derived from the Greek word entheos, which means God within. So, you know, you're really like taking these sacraments, these sacred plants and fungi and tapping in, you know, to that God within you or goddess, right? If that's mm-hmm. what you really, you know, believe in. And it's, uh, it's really, really powerful stuff. So ceremony can be different for everyone, but that's how I approach it for myself. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's, it's really, you know, you get the most out of it with the integration. That's really what you want to do after like how are you going to embody what you just learned yeah you know so and you coach people through that as well right yes i do i do coach people through you know the prep preparation and integration and uh yeah you know integration could be art you know walking in nature afterwards right Mm -hmm. um even you know there's been times where i've gone into my journeys and the message was okay you need to eat cleaner right (laughs) <laughs> so, for me, the step to integrate is actually eating clean because people will hear this message, right? And then just go back to eating yeah. Yeah. McDonald's, <laughs> yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Um, so, integration can be different for everyone. And I'm kind of like going on a tangent. I'm, I'm going to stop in case you have any questions, you know, so far. Because <laughs> I can keep going. Yeah, I, well, I have one question. Okay. Yeah. So, um, the integration, like, so the mushroom doesn't change your life for you. Like you obviously have to apply what you see in here. And like every time um, Mm. when you do psilocybin or LSD and you have these experiences, they're not going to be the same every time. No, It's always going to be different. Like sometimes like you were saying, like you get maybe the message to eat cleaner and sometimes you might, I have, I've never done it, but I would, Maybe like sometimes you'd face a dark emotion. Oh yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, and and then maybe sometimes you'll just have a lighter note of coming out, like right. you clean up your diet, dude. Like and then be done. So like, cause I always, I've never messed around. With, I mean, the only mushrooms I ever do are my mushrooms first thing in the morning, which is reishi and chaga. Yeah, those are good right? too, though. Like, like, those are know? very helpful or, for you, right? But or like mushrooms. lion's mane or cordyceps, right. like yeah. you know that, or turkey tail. That's like those are the five that I branch into. <laughs> um, but like knowing that a go, doing psilocybin, it's not like um, you're gonna be stuck on a trip or like it's gonna be this crazy ass experience. Right? It can't, you know, it can it, yeah, for okay. sure. No, it 100% can be. I've had plenty of crazy ass experiences. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, that's why. That's what I mean. You want to go into it without expectations. Like set your intention, but know that you're going to get what you need to face at that time. Um, I've definitely have had very light uh, situations or experiences, and I definitely have had dark ones too. Um, but it's just really about how you, how you're going to manage it. Sometimes yeah. it could be a lot, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and for someone that's never done mushrooms before, that can be very traumatic for them if something dark comes up. Yeah. So that's why, you know, for me, I really emphasize helping people prepare for what can possibly come up, you know, yeah. because it could be anything. It could yeah. be something dark or, you know, quote unquote demon or something mm-hmm. that you're facing, right? Uh, entity or just whatever you might want to, you, you might interact with because you are lifting the veil and going somewhere that you don't know, right? Yeah, somewhere yeah. you may have been avoiding. Right, yeah, something day. you might have been avoiding too, right? Something might come up. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it could be one or the other. Um, and I've, ha- I've had both and will continue <laughs> to have both. <laughs> you know, I think what's important is that, like, the mushroom gives you homework, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gives you homework. <laughs> and if you go back in without doing your homework, you're going to, you're going to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're going to get some flunk paperwork. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're going to hear, you know, like, we talked about this, right? But you're back. Why didn't you? <laughs> I've heard that same sentence sentiment from people who have done like multiple ayahuasca right it's the same thing yeah Yeah. i've never done that but uh yeah you hear the same thing from that yeah like the same like they end up purging and and throwing up Mm -hmm. and like having this their body just eliminates all the toxins at one time and the the plant spirit is like 
motherfucker, I told you yeah, <laughs> nah. how to do this, and now, you know, we're going to do it the hard way. <laughs> it is very true. Um, it's very true. I think that's with any of the entheogens that you might interact with. Um, I've only done LSD a handful of times. It's not really my thing anymore, so, you know, I stay away from that. But, like, the mushroom is definitely one. You know, ayahuasca as well. Um you really hear that stuff, and it's very true. And not everyone needs to do psychedelics. <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you have, like, would you recommend someone that wants to try something like that to really dig in spiritually in other way first, like work on their meditation and other practices? Yes, or, yeah. I would. Um, that's how I like to, you know, coach my people. Yeah. We want to do, because it's just really a tool, yeah. you know. A lot of people might put it on the pedestal, but it's a tool, yeah. you know. It's, it's a like tool. the hammer that breaks yeah. the ice. Right, yeah. you know, it's jumpstart tool, um, but it's just like yoga, meditation, you know, Reiki. Mm -hmm. Like these are all tools that we're using to get back to the self. You know, these psychedelics or entheogens can be, can, it can accelerate that. So um, the thing is that not everyone needs to use them though, you know, cause if you're on medication, you know, schizophrenic, right? Yeah. You don't want to do psychedelics um you know medications it would be good f for you to share you know whoever you might be working with if you are working with someone as a facilitator you want to share your medical history you know that's very very important on the intake form because we or whoever's being a facilitator needs to know about your medical history right yeah. because something yeah, can yeah. happen right yeah, for sure. um so that's something that you know i definitely uh you know Spend time with uh, the people that kind of want to go through this uh, experience that I am leading them to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might not be me, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Well, you, like you said, you're facilitating right. that. So, it, so you, are, you are really coaching them through it. Do you mess with the microdosing at all, too? Yeah, microdosing. So I've done it um, a little bit, but for me, I didn't really think I needed to. And there's a couple reasons why. Uh, I think I was avoiding it because I didn't want to become dependent yeah. on yeah. the mushroom. That's why I kind of like felt in my head. Mm -hmm. um, and microdosing, I, I probably done it for like maybe two months or so. Uh, but it's a very, very small amount of mushrooms that you're using. Uh, they normally mix in uh, either like lion's mane or niacin. You kind of stack it with some other yeah. you know, supplements. And you're really not supposed to feel anything at all. You know, it's very, very slight yeah. uh, change, if anything, right? Yeah. Um, so for me, during that time that I did it, I felt like I didn't need to. But for other people that I know that microdose is very, very helpful for, like, their anxiety, yeah. you know, depression. That's what I was going to say. I've seen some studies with microdosing on, like, people working through PTSD. Right, PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. Depression, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I've not... I've not seen anything, and you, you probably have, but people going on like a full ceremony and maybe coming out of things like that, like working through their depression entirely. Or yeah, anxiety. do they take it all on at once in a trip, or would it be like a here, there thing? Um, you know, I think it's both. I think it could be both, because you do have, uh, there's a lot of studies on veterans that are using uh, psilocybin uh, and therapy to help treat their depression and PTSD. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might have one session and that's helped them Good get through, you yeah. know, all of their depression or PTSD. But you also have cases where it's, you know, it's an ongoing thing. Um, speaking for me, it's kind of, it's been a mixture of both. Yeah. It's been a mixture of both, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, that's what I want to say is it can be a mixture of both. You don't want to go into it. For anybody listening you know, that's, like, interested in trying, it's not a cure-all type of thing, yeah. right? You know, there's other stuff that you need to do in addition to this. They said uh, it's a tool. Right, it's a tool, yeah. you know? And then it gives you the homework, and if you don't do yeah. the homework, you right. still fail. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, you know, you want to be the medicine. That's what I try to, like, live, you, being yeah. the medicine. You know. It's really kind of funny because all the tools that we do, like uh, emotional work or, you know, like praying, if you, or um, energetic right. work or mushrooms, like, uh, they're really all 
just trying to take us back to who we were born like, yeah, to just be, right? Remembering, like, right? Yeah, yeah, just remembering. remembering. Yeah. And isn't that insane that societal conditioning is that thick and hard? I know, it's crazy. That we have to create these tools or <laughs> oh, our ancestors did, and thank God we were able to get them back, I right? Know. And to take it back, because that's wild to think like, because people are always like, and I was like this too, you're scared to go into it, spirituality, because you don't want to face it, yeah, right? Right, right? And then, like, um, I came to a point in my life which, like, you know, it's still hard to work through some things, but you're like, I've been there once. I've been through this situation once, and here I am more educated mm. and have more tools under my belt, and I'm scared. Yeah. Like, I, could, I can go back there, and now I can kind of, like, it gives you self-trust. Because you yeah. lost yourself in that moment and you lost trust for yourself mm-hmm. in that moment. That's why you're so scared to go back. And so, but then you go back and you're like, no, I, I really do fucking, I'm sure on a trip, you, you have to trust yourself, right? Yeah, like, you're yeah I mean, you, you have to. And like, you know, you have to trust yourself. And it, can, it can be scary. Yeah, like, you sure. know, that fear that you were talking about, like that fear can come up, uh, especially like depending on how deep you want to go um, because there's there's like different levels to how deep you know it's just mm-hmm. like and I wonder too like you said it it blocks the what'd you call it like the the normal highways yeah 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 takes, what, what was the DM uh, yeah DMN so it's DM. the default mode network okay. like the informational highway that we have so so it like blocks those highways and it forces you to face these things in the oh, back alleys and in the side right, streets. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you're so on you're the off-beaten like, path that could be scary deep, <laughs> you know you don't know what you're going to run into yeah, you don't have that the default right to to direct you, you. Yeah. yeah. So you're like you're facing if it's an inner monster or if mm-hmm. it's something great. But if it's an inner monster, you, you're facing it. Off that note, not to like totally change it, but you just like sparked a, in my mind like ancestral. Will you face ancestral things like if you're off the road? Like, uh, it's funny that you say that. <laughs> um, it's been for me. <laughs> it's kind of it's been an adventure so there's going to be some ancestral stuff but sometimes it might be something that's completely not ancestral at all that I just kind of like run into I'm like okay here we go let's <laughs> let's get into it you know but it's actually kind of fun um for me to to do that I just had I had to work up the confidence and like yeah the, the bravery to like go down there because not everyone wants to do that um so it's helped me connect to my ancestors mm-hmm. a lot more. Um, but a lot of the ancestral stuff that I've kind of like dealt with was popped up a lot more in either like meditation, mm-hmm. Reiki, yeah. like that sense. Um, but like during my, my journeys, it's really been a huge help to connect and find out who my ancestors are. Oh, oh yeah, right. You know, because I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. That- we're kind of running out of time. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Well, we're <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have Quest back at some point, and we'll talk. Yeah, I've got a lot more. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot more questions here. As we were, like, preparing, like, what we wanted to talk about, we were like, this, this like, hour is not going to be long enough to. <laughs> nah, it's cool. Yeah, this, is, this is fun, man. Well, so for anybody, uh, like, going off our last topic there that wants to, um, to learn more about mushroom integration and, and using that type of uh, – I don't want to call it plant medicine. I guess like fungus medicine. Yeah, yeah, fungi good. medicine or plant medicine. I look, people kind of tend to bring them both in. Uh, you know, it's entheogens. It's kind of, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Okay. It's like antheo, antheogenetic. I don't know. Antheogenetic. <laughs> it's yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psychedelics all works. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to learn more about that, um, you can contact Quest with Quest the Conduit on yes. Instagram. Yep. 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 So, so where else can people find you? Uh, so there's my Instagram, Quest the Conduit. Um, that's Q-U-E-S-T. T-H-E-C-O-N-D-U-I-T. And then I also have my website, which is questaconduit.com. So you can find me on there learning about, you know, the arts and wellness stuff that I'm into. Um, that um, Yeah, that's, you'll find everything there about me. That's awesome. And then <laughs> awesome. He, he also, what, you teach uh, yoga? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, my brother. <laughs> Thank you. Because sometimes I forget to do that. <laughs> uh, but, yes, you can also find me at Pranaveda Studio in Dormont. Every Saturday morning, uh, teaching vinyasa flow from 9.30 to 10.30 in the morning. And then also, uh, it'll be once a month with Surrender, a uh, healing circle for men. 
that's normally on a Saturday or Sunday uh, once a month, and each surrender it has a different topic or theme. So all at Pranaveda Studio, but you can find all of that information on my Instagram and website. So give them a follow. Get on that website. If you, you have a newsletter, they can sign up for too. Uh, so that'll be all on the website. Okay, cool. Yep, yeah. All on the website. Go to the website. You'll see the Quest World of everything that's me. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. I yeah. like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes too. So anyone who has any questions or didn't yeah, write that down, see it. you can check it out. Right no, there, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Feel, I feel like I could have sat here for like another two hours. I, us too. <laughs> right. I had so much more. When he said, we got to be done, I'm uh, like, oh. I, I just I looked at the clock and I was like, we need to go pick up the kids from school. Ah, uh, yeah, so, yeah, you gotta do that. Like, yeah, what? Gotta get the kids. Yeah, man. <laughs> just leave them there, man. <laughs> for sure. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you both. I really thank appreciate this. So this was really, really awesome. Uh, thank you both. Like, well, thank you. Love man. it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>